happy Tuesday. Today we are going to reach all the way back to our founding fathers and figure out why they did not plan to fail and nor should you. All of this and more after the intro. Here we go. This is the Find the Green podcast with your host, PGA Master Professional, Jason Rockhold. That's right. Happy Tuesday. Welcome. This is Jason Rockhold and I am here today. We're going to talk a little bit about failing to plan and how detrimental it can be for your business and how you can really make some huge leaps forward just by putting down a plan on paper and trying to execute it. You'll find so many things that can happen. And when I reach back all the way back, we talk about our ancestors. The first one that comes to mind, Benjamin Franklin, he said, if you are failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. And more recently, you had Winston Churchill that kind of changed it up to something that we all know, and that's failing to plan is planning to fail. Now, one of the things that I've seen throughout this business, the 15 years that I've been running around different golf courses, being a part of the operations is there are a lot of reactionary businesses out there where we basically have a budget, we look at it, at the beginning of the year, we go, oh, okay, we made $1.5 million last year. I plan to, um, let's see, do about 10% better. So let's make the budget for next year $1.65 million because I think I can do 10% better. And that's it. They go in, they change all the numbers so that they match up. All right, add 10% to our spend, add 10% to our employees, add 10% to outside. And just straight down the board, here's a 10 percent increase in all of our budgets, which helps to give raises and add some additional stuff. Now, when it comes to actually making that additional $150,000, we really don't have any plan. We just kind of figure it's going to happen. And unfortunately, it's not that easy anymore. We really have to put together some strategic tactics to make sure that we are starting to move forward on the revenue side of things as well. How we can do that is is really look at our operation and go back into each little line item that we do. Look at all of our golf clubs that we sell. Look at all of our golf clothes that we sell. Look at everything that we do in the pro shop and see where we are kind of weak and what we really need to do to increase those numbers. Do we need to have a sizing day where we can have people come in, size them out and get them the kind of shirts they want and special order them right away? Or do we need to do more fittings where we can take people out to the driving range and fit them? for a set of clubs? Do we need to increase our soapbox advocacy like we talked about last week? Or do we just need to focus on getting new golfers to come out to the golf shop, getting them to try out golf, doing everything that we can to make them a customer for life and then grow that base? There's a lot of different directions that you can go, but if you don't have a plan, what tends to happen is we really don't go 
anywhere. We just react to what's walking in the door or calling the shop and trying to figure out what we can do from there. Unfortunately, there are so many outside interferences that can possibly take people away from the golf course or potentially make them not ever have a chance to come. So what we really need to do is focus on what we want to do as a golf shop, as a facility, what we want to do to get more golfers to come out or have those golfers that do come out play more often. Because there's only three ways to actually increase revenue at your golf shop. Number one, they need to play more rounds. The ones that you currently have play more rounds of golf. Number two, they need to play the same amount of rounds and we just charge more. Or number three, we get new golfers to come and play golf and that can increase the total amount of rounds as long as your current golfers play the same amount of rounds that they do at the same prices that they do. So those are the three major ways that we can actually grow the game or grow that top line revenue for the golf course. Now, what are we gonna do as a facility to make that happen? Do we want to get more players to come out or do we just need to charge a couple extra dollars more and everybody will be fine with that. Now, some private golf clubs, you know, if you charge an extra couple dollars to the cart fee, you'll raise overall revenue by 50 to $100,000. And that's a great increase in top line revenue. However, some public golf courses or resort golf courses they truly need to figure out how they can market to an outside group to get them to come and play more often. A resort golf course that needs to talk a little bit more to the people that are staying at the resort to get them to come out. Do we need to offer a social event at five o'clock after everything that they did is over and done with and they can come out, have a few cocktails, play nine holes, and have that be an added benefit to not only the person playing, but to our top line? I think that might be a good direction to go. But the key to this whole thing is to plan it well in advance so that you can really start to focus your operations on these new changes. Unfortunately, what tends to happen is their knee-jerk decisions where they're like, oh, I saw on TV that this golf course is doing this, so we need to do this right now, and I have no budget for it, I have no money for it, I have no staff for it, but I need to do it. And it fails, and it fails miserably because there was no planning. It literally was a knee jerk. And what tends to happen is they don't ever do it again. It could be an amazing idea, but if it wasn't planned out, then it truly has no chance of success. Now I'm going to give you a fun stat like I usually do. And this one doesn't have to do with golf specifically. It actually has to do with the construction industry and starting a business. Now, basically in the construction industry, the failure rate for new businesses that are in the construction construction industry are 53% within a four-year period. And of the businesses that fail, 46% of them state the major cause of the failure was lack of planning. I'm sure all of you have heard the amount of closures of golf courses that continue to happen where golf courses are closing at a two-to-one ratio, and they have been for the last five to ten years. With proper planning, failure is a lot more difficult to happen because if you plan on trying 
trying to get to a certain number on the top line, you can absolutely make sure that you are within the numbers that you need to be for expenses. Now, unfortunately, if you're not planning on what you're going to do to make those numbers, then it's going to be almost like a wish list of how I'm going to wish to get that amount of money. That doesn't happen. It doesn't work. You have to make sure that you sit down and put together a plan. And I highly recommend starting with a full year plan of what you want to do and break it down into the months. This is something that I very seldom see is a plan of attack. It'll be a yearly budget. Here it is. This is the number that you need to spend for January, February, March, April, all the way through. Okay. They give you a number, but it doesn't go any further than that. There's nothing that happens in inside of that month other than you need to hit this number this month. Well, how are you going to do that? What is the plan to make that happen? What I highly suggest and I recommend and, and I'm on the soapbox about it, just like all of my advocates that we talked about last week. But one of the things that I want you to do is I want you to go down and go through your budget in January. What are you going to do in that time period to make that top line number? What kind of plans are you going to have in July to be able to hit that number? Are you going to have an additional tournament? Are you going to promote more rounds of golf when it comes to a social event like a nine and dine or a late night beat the sunset event where you try to get in six holes before it gets dark? And we can always dive into the instruction side. This is the side of the business that is the most lackluster, unplanned area of the entire golf business. It is literally golf pros sitting there waiting for people to walk into the shop. Believe it or not, with some great planning, you can actually make tons more money than you do just by getting together a program, publishing that program in advance so that people can actually plan to be there. Okay. We talk about planning, plan ahead so that your customers can plan to be there or plan to do it. If you have an impromptu nine hole event, most people are going to oh man, I really wish I would have known. I would have definitely went to play. But if you would have put that into a flyer or into a calendar in February and said, hey, make sure that starting in May, we are going to be doing that nine hole event on Wednesday afternoons. You got to make sure that you make it there. They can take those steps and have a month or two in advance to be able to plan to get there. And trust me, folks, giving somebody that much time to plan out in front will get so many more people involved because not only will the people that are interested get involved, but when somebody comes up to them and says, hey, what are you doing on Wednesday afternoons? And they're like, oh, well, I'm playing in that golf event over at the golf course. It starts in May on Wednesdays at like five o'clock. And, you know, that's where I'm going to be. Oh, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, I'll sign up too. And not only does that word of mouth work in that situation, but it gives you so much more time to plan out how many people are going to show up. If people start signing up over the course of those first couple months, you can say, oh, wow, I have 40 people that are interested in playing in this event. Maybe it's something I could roll onto a Tuesday as well for anybody that might be going either way or an entire group that might want to play on Tuesdays instead of Wednesdays. Now you've not only increased your revenue by starting that Wednesday afternoon thing, 
thing, but you've now got an opportunity for next year to do something on Tuesdays where you can have a Tuesday and a Wednesday league. This is something that can generate revenue and continue to let it build, but it only comes with planning. None of this stuff can be knee jerk because I've seen sales in the past that are like, oh, all right, well, let's do a sale uh, tomorrow and we'll knock 20% off of everything in the shop and kind of do that. Well, that's like a, a surprise bonus sale. So if somebody's coming in and they're looking to buy something and they're definitely going to do it that day and all of a sudden there's a bonus 20% off. Well, guess what? They would have paid full price that day. But if you publish that you're going to do a 20% off sale in advance, guess what happens? They plan for it. They literally save up their pennies so that they can come in on that day and spend twice as much as they normally would just because they've planned on it. I go back over this on all my retail stuff that we talk about. If you do something consistently over the course of multiple years, people start to plan on that to happen. How do you think Black Friday happened? It's because a retailer back in the day decided the day after Thanksgiving, they were going to give everybody a discount. They were going to be the first retailer to get the money from the people that are coming to do their Christmas shopping and they would start to generate revenue. And on a side note, I actually looked up the background of Black Friday and in a retail sense, the reason why they called it Black Friday for retail is because it's when all the retailers went from their books being in the red to the books being into the black. So they finally made a profit after that day. The same thing can happen for you. The fact of the matter is people started to expect that day after Thanksgiving to be one of the big shopping days for them for the entire year. I know personally, I wait to do some of my major shopping like electronics or golf clubs or anything like that. I do all of my shopping for that in that first week because that's when the discounts are the greatest. And I know that. What if you planned on doing a sale on the second weekend of May and it was going to be a 30% off sale? And guess what? The next year you did another 30% off sale on the same time. And then the next year, and guess what? Those revenues continue to go up because as you plan on doing that, so does your customer. They save up to make sure that they have enough money to be able to get everything they want during that time frame, or they make sure that they have that Wednesday off so that they can get out there and play in that event that they really wanted to play in. By giving yourself a schedule, it gives your customer a schedule. And when your customer can start to schedule things, then it means that they're going to commit to you and they're going to commit to your top line. That's really where I'm going to end it today. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, all of my information is in the outro. And quickly before I go, we are rocking and rolling on the amount of people that are listening to this. We are on our route to have 1,000 downloads this month. Keep it going. Tell a friend. Tell two friends. Tell eight friends. We greatly appreciate it. We want to raise that water line for the entire industry so that we can start to make some great profits, get some great people out, and get them to learn how to play the game. Have a great week. See ya! Listening to this week's Find the Green podcast with PGA Master Professional Jason Rockhold. Hit subscribe now to get the latest Find the Green podcast with new episodes uploaded every week. Email your questions and comments to jrockhold at pga.com or reach out on your favorite social media Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Find the Green. 